Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV 97.3, 97.7 FM, 14.50 AM. Our next guests, we have Jeannie Cox and Kathy Todd with us. We remember last year about the uh, wonderful military banners. Yes. These two ladies representing, is it, is it DAR, is that right? DAR, Daughters yeah. of the American Revolution. Revolution. Yes. They were beautiful. <clears throat> they were great. They were tremendous. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, ladies. Better than what I anticipated. I think they were as well. I mean, the finished product was a beautiful vinyl, real heavy-duty stuff, and big. I mean, uh, what were they, four or five feet high? and 30 by 60. Yeah, they were just yeah. gorgeous, and they they looked so good hanging up uh, all along the route that the, the city street people put them up for us. Um, you could see them clearly. You'd be driving down the road, look up, go, man, that's... Who is that guy or that gal? Yeah, I knew who that was. <laughs> you know what my thing was? Okay, I wonder, are they related to so-and-so? Yes. I mean, right. because they let the same last name or they looked like them or, or something. It was I, I thought it was tremendous. A hundred times better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was a great idea. And I know it took a while to get it passed and mm-hmm. going, but... It just exceeded any expectation I expected. I mean, well, thank you very much. Yeah, the committee got started on that, and and, um, I don't know, I guess just the the plan and how it was set up and what it looked like in the finished product was perfect. Right, and the thing is, is if anyone has any questions, you know, they can can get in touch with Marcia Carter or Anne-Marie Dryman or myself, which is on the application. And the applications are actually out. They're at the mayor's office as well as the public library where you can drop it off your application and picture and the check to pay for that, as well as the veterans office has them. So we've got them throughout town that people can find them. And again, um, anyone who has any questions, you know, please you know, get in touch with us. It's a first come, first serve program. We have a limited number of flagpoles that we can use, and if wouldn't it be nice if we had (laughs) a lot more banners? And well, you know, we had there were uh, sixty to eighty. Yeah, we had banners up last year, and they go on the uh, it's those uh, street light, the street lights that have the 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 pole hanging out, and uh, the city goes up in their little truck and they. Uh, hang them on there and um, they didn't didn't come down in any winds we were lucky with with all of that well it was really funny is when we took them down after veterans day and gave them back to the person who purchased them i was kind of amazed (laughs) what we found on a lot of things you know mine was clean as a whistle there was no bugs on it or anything well we wiped them down before we rolled them but you know they were up for the week of memorial day and then we taken down, put back up for the 4th of July week, and then on Veterans Day week. Mm-hmm. So that's three different times. Do they, they get the t- same spot? Do they what? Do they get the same spot each time? Or? No, no. Basically, the city street department puts them up for us. Okay. And, you know, they've, put, they've done a wonderful job. Yeah. They, were, they were really nice to work with when they put them up and take them down, put them up and take them down. Yeah, the first time I, I met Kathy and Marcia uh, down on 6th and Main, and um, 
uh, the guy said, you three ladies want yours anywhere in particular? And I go, yeah, third in, third in Maine would be great. My dad was the general manager of the National Life Company there. Mm. And my father passed away in 93. He was a World War II veteran. And they they put put dads there. But every everything else they really just put where, when and where they could. Because they got them rolled up, and they pull them out, and they put one up, they drive on down the street, put another one up. Um I've been asked already about the size of the picture. We they they would like to have a five by seven. If you people have a, a small, we won't take anything, photograph anything less than a le, nothing seven. less than a five by seven. So if there's a small photograph, take it to Walgreens or somewhere where you can uh, scan it and have it enlarged. Mm-hmm. It, it really needs to look really good because when, when they put them on the banners i mean they the photographs were wonderful mm-hmm. a lot our, of times the military photographs people have their eight by ten military photograph of their loved one and uh that would be great just to just and you get those back you know as soon as they run them through the company does their thing and and they come back to kathy and Marsha, and then they'll come back to you it's um like i said it was just very it's just classy. I mean, it's, I mean oh, thank you. I mean, it looked, it looked, yeah. I mean, you know. Now, I'll be honest. I'm partial. My sense full-time National Guard, mm-hmm. nine years. There you go. Out of Indianapolis. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm partial to the military. I'm a military brat. My right. dad was in the Air Force for 30 years. Oh, yeah. So I'm real partial to this. But more than that, I'm just, I'm amazed at the number of people this community has had in military. Oh yes. I mean, oh yes. I mean, I don't even think you've touched the surface, scratched the surface no. of this. No, you can go out to the the cemetery here in town, our gorgeous, beautiful cemetery, and look at all the military plaques that are out there. And then, and those veterans who are are still around. My our friend Linda Short's uh, son Dan. He's she bought one for him, and you know he's a young man in. 40 maybe or something well, so young well, you know the Rolligan, to Kathy and I you know, uh, Dave Rolligan had one up Dan sure. Revelette had one up yeah Bobby Dunham had one up I mean I could current, go on and current on veterans uh, that, and, and, and Coast Guard and uh, uh, any other type of United States service people and we even had some up. from from this uh, not only World War One, but before World War One. Well, sure. If you've got a, a great great grand yeah. that was in uh, the Civil War, okay. yeah. But they've got to be originally from Knox County. Is that right? They have to have a tie with Knox County. Okay. Yeah. You know, the thing is, um, anyone who has personal pride, you know, and their family members like that, you know, we we want to recognize them. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're saying. You know, you lived in Lawrence County, so you don't count. Well, that's not the situation. It, you know, the fact is, we're all the United States, and we want to do the area. The first community I ever saw do this was Lagodi. Yes. They did it. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I was thinking when I first saw that, their banners were a little smaller than ours mm-hmm. back then when I saw them. And, but I just thought it was, it was, so, it was such an honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I mean, Well, your dad being in the Air Force... Uh, you should buy a banner for him. But he's not from here. He's but but I might for my son. Though. 
Oh, your well, son. But, okay. you, but you yeah. lived yeah. and worked here. I know. You know you, well, get one for your son then. Yeah, I, might, awesome. I might do that. Yeah, that'd that'd be awesome. I mean, let's, let's really talk about it. I mean, you've made your life here. I mean, there were people who were born and raised here and had left to work mm-hmm. and then have retired, and they come back. Mm-hmm. Well, why not put a banner up to recognize them? Yeah. But like I said, part of the charm of the whole thing was trying to recognize mm-hmm. who the families yeah. are, and yeah. you know, and just yeah. and the pictures. And you you see them as an older adult now compared to their picture, and the pictures make oh. them look so young. Oh, they were oh so young. And my father, being a, a big band musician, he had a, a photograph taken with him at, here in Vincennes in front of his parents' house with his military uniform on and his upright bass. Um, and that's the photograph that I chose to put on because they knew Dad as a band member with the Innovators. Uh-huh. And he was uh, uh, played the upright bass in Tunisia in the military for the, um, the officers' clubs. I've got a great picture of him standing there with his bass in an integrated band. Wonderful. Proud of it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... I, I really love what you guys are doing. I, I really do. Uh, when we come back from the break, though, we're going to go ahead and tell you how you can get these banners up. All right? So stay with us. We're on the morning chat here on WAOV. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger. Glad to be with us here on WAOV. Our guests this segment, we have Kathy Todd and Jeannie Cox here from uh, the DAR uh, program uh, the of course the daughters of the American Revolution. It, we're talking about the uh, military banners that uh, we started with last year, and it's time to uh, get them up this year. Time to get those pictures in. Time to get those veterans honored. And somebody listening and saying, "I saw it last year, Dag Vernon. I want to do it this year. <laughs> how, how do we do it?" Well, it's very very easy. Actually, we've got uh, the applications are available at the Knox County Library. They've been very generous to help us, you know, be a drop-off place after they fill out the application. They get the picture and write a check and turn it in there. You can get applications also at the Veterans Office uh, and the Mayor's Office and and the uh, Visitors Bureau. So we've spread it out so they're available. The big thing is we've got to get them back in by April the 3rd. And why that's important is because for the printing of the banners, it takes that kind of time because we want to get them up by Memorial Day week. So it'll be up a whole week there. And it will also tell you about your picture. If you've got a small photograph, a good, clear photograph, you need to enhance it at least to a 5 by 7 8 by 10 a lot of, Almost all military people have that great... Uh, a portrait photograph that's taken of them when they first joined the military. Any war or conflict or anything, or, or even just in, in peacetime. Peacetime, yeah. So, yeah, just whatever. If, if you're a person or yourself, you were in the military, love to have you. Love to see if you, you, know, you can get in this with us again this year. Okay. As we look at um, what did we learned from last year, I mean, we did this last year, mm-hmm. okay, growing pains, of course. But what was the one thing we did learn? Do you know? We learned that people are real darn proud of yeah. their heritage. And and all the veterans that were all over this town hanging on those banners. As, as you mentioned earlier, you're driving by and you go, oh, 
wonder if that guy's related to the people that I know, or oh, that's so and so's father. Cre- and we create traffic jams. Yeah, well, we <laughs> anyway, don't no, try to do that. But no. yeah, but it was it's a very honorable thing, and I think this this community honors their veterans well. Basically, we start at Seventh and Main and go all the way to the river, and then we at Second and Main we go from Main down to Hart. And out in the um, out by the Hobby Lobby and the Cant- uh, Cantwell mm-hmm. service station, we've got them hung there. And the nice thing is, is that being a new year and the eclipse have passed, you know, maybe we can pick up some more, you know, poles mm-hmm. for additional ones. So we're really anxious that people take advantage of it and and get them in. Okay, so you get them at the library. Then you get your five by seven, smallest five by seven. It's the smallest size. Right. Anything bigger is fine, but nothing smaller than five by right. seven. Right. Okay, color, color or, or black and white, or, and it should be as clear as possible. Okay, so you turn those in, and, and they have to be in their uniform. Okay, you know, yeah, right. military uniform. Right. All right, and then it's a case where you get all this. Then what does it cost? $60. Okay. And the thing is that the, it is say, uh, 30 by 60, and it's printed on both sides. So regardless of which way you're walking down the street, mm-hmm. you can see it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a nice vinyl, and it, it is a... Uh, it has a, and you get to, it's yours at it, the end of the run, which would be the Veterans, uh, Day. Veterans Day in November. When they're all finished and taken down by the city, the city will return them to, I think, the DAR house. Did they bring them over there? No, actually, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. They, they come to the, they'll, they'll bring them back to the DAR chapter house here in Vincennes. From there, we will notify everybody so that they can pick your banner up. You can keep it forever. It's mm-hmm. yours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's, yeah, keepsake. Big Hang time. <laughs> okay. Um, Trying to think of is there anything else people need to know um, about this? Um, so they'll be up for Memorial Day, Fourth of July, and Veterans Day. Yeah, right. and they're up about a week each time, mm-hmm. right, Kathy? Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, right. So I think that's three times of uh, of a lot of um, people being able to see the spirit of the city and uh, how we love our veterans. So where do we turn these in at, or do we mail them? Pardon me? The applications. Do we mail them or do we turn them in somewhere? Well, you need to turn them in um, at the library. To the library. To the library because you've got a photograph. We did put a mailing address. Marcia Carter's willing to accept the mail uh, because, uh, because we don't want to fold the photograph. You know, we want to make sure. And we're going to, are they all going back to the library or the, the VA office well, as well? Actually, they're all supposed to go back to the library. Okay, there you go. Or or you can mail them to Marsha. Right. Okay. So in other words, you can pick up the application, take it home, fill it out, and right. bring it back to the library with the payment. Exactly. And a picture. That's right. And that's all you got to do. That's it. I mean, it's very self-explanatory, the form is. Yeah, is there, uh, if there's a problem with your photograph, they will let you know, or we will let you know, and try to get a better photo maybe right yeah right right okay did you think we were talking about year number two after last year um yeah yeah we last year once they went up we went my gosh we're going to do this again (laughs) because really we want to keep it going you know and and we're hoping that it'll grow each year Mm -hmm. that more and more people will participate okay now here's the thing this i think is the biggest question of all 
If you don't get in by April 3rd, you can't get in at all this year, right? Or is it, I mean, if you're like, oh, gosh darn, I didn't know it. But but uh, 4th of July is coming up. Can I get in on 4th of July? We, we want them all in by April the 3rd. And, and the reason being is the number of people that go in at the beginning is what the city will give us through the rest of the year. Gotcha. I see. And we need to, to really thank the city and the street department. I mean, they actually put them up and take them down, put them up and take them down. Mm-hmm. And, and they come back, you know, in very good shape. Okay. They need to be wiped off, but but they're but they're yeah. really good. In good shape. Yeah. Wow, it's okay. So again, it, it it's a one shot deal. Got to do it before April third, or you got to wait till the next following year. year. <laughs> yeah, following year. Right. Because, because I I gotta think, ladies, that people who didn't do it last year saw those and mm-hmm. they're thinking, I'm going to do it this year. Yes, and yeah, we, they will. The applications are also at the military museum. Okay. So you know. That, that's, that's a good place to have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got that great military museum here in town. No kidding. Okay, so that's where you pick up the applications. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, out there too. Military okay. museum, library, two of the, the main places or the veterans' office. Okay, there all right. And then get them, get them in before April 3rd? 3rd. All right. Wow. And then, boy, that does give you a lot of time, though, before Memorial Day does it. I mean, it just... <laughs> Uh, that's fine. I mean, you know, they'll, that's uh, five, I, four or five weeks. Yeah, a turnaround time for them to get it printed up, put it on that vinyl, and get everything right. done. Right. So we can get them to the city. So how many did you have last year? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. Mm-hmm. And so, but we and we do know that right now, today, there are eighty-one flag flag uh, poles. Okay. And wouldn't it be nice if? if we ended up with a hundred. Oh sure, <laughs> sure. All right, let's let's think about this. Where else can oh, we yeah, go? That's right. You know, I mean, I we got the courthouse, I guess, or places around there. They have to be poles that are high enough for people can't grab, grab them. them. They've got to be up high. Yeah. That keeps them safe. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I think can. we're going to have uh, we're going to fill it up. So we just want everybody to know about. It, so okay. And the people that were with it last year. Um, will reapply so to speak mm-hmm. so there's plenty of open space right now today there's plenty of space okay 30 by 60 that is not a small banner folks no that is n- no. <laughs> yeah. that would uh and that's again it's a great keepsake because you get to keep it afterwards yes yes you can't beat that you just can't oh, no. beat that oh, no. all right so that's our job that's it got it your job and our job and there we go all right so again these are available now applications are all right yes so again you got until april 3rd in other words you got before the eclipse (laughs) okay that's about one word for the eclipse think about all this before the eclipse yeah okay that's going to be cool okay so anyway let's go ahead and get this done ladies appreciate everything you guys are doing on this thank you appreciate you and then um good luck oh thank you thank you all righty stay tuned midday edition is next on waov Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV, 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV. Glad you could be with us. Our next guest from the Pantheon, Nicole Light. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. How are you today? Oh, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing fine. You brought the sunshine? And... Of course, okay. yes. <laughs> All right. All the good things, yeah. All right. Okay. You know, uh, last year you guys really had a nice year at the Pantheon, 
Yes. I mean, you really did. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of big news, especially a lot of big momentum, especially toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you look back at the past year, going into this year, what are some of the things that you hope to carry over? Well, we have several different strategic objectives that we focus on. We have a strategic plan that guides everything we do. And so that kind of helps us to focus in on the things that are important, right, for our community. So I'll just give, you know, just maybe a, a brief overview of what we accomplished in 2023 and then move into what we're doing in 2024. Okay. If that's okay. Um, of course, our <clears throat> one of our biggest uh, stories to come out of 2023 was the... Um, uh, was the launch of Agro Renew, which is a bioplastics company uh, that's going to be breaking ground at the Knox County Industrial Park in um, probably late March, early April of this year. Okay, yeah. I hadn't heard a date. So I mean, a time, that's good. <clears throat> yes, it's it's getting very close. I know the the final engineering and architectural plans are you know, underway. And I think we're gonna have an announcement pretty soon about the groundbreaking mm-hmm. on that new company. And that's going to be an $83 million investment in Knox County. That'll happen over the next three years. Um, There's already been $3.2 million invested in the company uh, in 2023. And it's going to create 247 new jobs over the next three years. And these are very good, high-paying jobs. Mm -hmm. Production um, jobs at AgroRenew will start at $26 an hour and go up to, I believe, uh, $35 an hour. Okay. And that's the production line. That doesn't include engineers or um, office folks. So okay. They, there will be wages going up from there. So it's going to have a huge economic impact on the community. Um, and this is exactly why, you know, the Pantheon was was founded to bring about innovation and entrepreneurism and that business was incubated and launched okay. out of the pantheon all right all right so that's our biggest story out of 2023 we do have a couple more uh, businesses right now that are incubating out of the pantheon we'll have another launch here in probably first second quarter of 2024 on a company called vertiponics and that is another business that's being incubated um, it has to do with indoor agriculture and growing year-round so that'll be an exciting announcement we'll have more um, more information on that coming up what um, what is that now what what was the name of it uh vertiponics Vertipon- I, I would not yeah. i would not even guess what it is <laughs> I, i'm not even going to right i would have no idea sure well they're going to be uh, growing <clears throat> vegetables indoors and mushrooms mushrooms and vegetables year-round production and they're going to be selling to uh, the restaurant industry and also grocery stores so um, and they they're going to have a small retail uh, location as well so uh, it'll be nice to be able to get fresh produce year-round here in Knox County and um, you know we're we're pretty good at growing things we've never grown things indoors you know as much here but this will be a new um, kind of a new venture uh, and it, it'll be a great investment in our community, um, eight to 12 jobs in phase one in 2024, and another 18 to 25 jobs in phase two. Um, that'll be a $700,000 investment in phase one and about a $2.5 million investment in phase two. Growing, wow, mushrooms indoors. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I mean, I, the crops I can understand, but mushrooms, sure. that's different. Yeah, and some of these mushrooms are, are very hard to get right now in the United States. Uh, there was a lot of market research done on um, especially Asian specialty crops. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these restaurants that need these very um, hard-to-find mushrooms are importing them right now from China. Uh -huh. They're not grown hardly anywhere in the United States. So, um, and the freshness and the quality is just not there. Uh -huh. And so these restaurateurs really want a local source for that. And so I think, you know, the market they're going to be able to capture is, you know, is huge. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is different. Now, did you, is this a surprise that they wanted to start here or? No, we've actually been working on this for years. Okay. Um, and this started with our internship program that we have with Purdue Agriculture. So we sponsor a, a Purdue Agricultural intern every summer or two. And two years ago, we, um, we hired a, a young man. His name's Logan Overman. Mm -hmm. And he's from the Indianapolis area. He's a Purdue student. And he was very interested in controlled environment agriculture, so indoor ag. And so he's done over the last two years, he came to, back to us for two summers. That's how much he liked Vincent's. Um, and he's decided to stay here and launch his business. So he has developed this idea along with our entrepreneur in residence. And um, he's a young guy from the Indianapolis area and he wants to make uh, Vincent's his home and he wants to launch a business here. So I think that's a great story, don't you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great story. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. you've already surprised me. Yeah. You, know, you know, only took five minutes to surprise <laughs> me. You did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else? Well, you know, we, we helped all kinds of people at the Pantheon in 2023. So those were some of our big stories. But, um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of local businesses that we've been serving. 1,874 people attended programs at the Pantheon in 2023. That was up from 551 in 2022. So we had a 340% increase in our attendance at programming. Why do you think it's because people got to understand what you're about? I or? think so. They kind of, you know, we, we've kind of upped our marketing. We've, we've done more outreach. So I think that's been effective. Our co-working memberships are up 35% from the year before. Um, we served 102 clients with our business advising services, which, by the way, are free. We do not charge for those, and they're open to anyone in the community. So I always like to tell people that you do not have to be a co-working member to receive business advising and support services at the Pantheon. And those support services and our entrepreneur in residence were able to help people create 11 new business starts and 28 new jobs created from those business starts with an extra $3.5 million in new investment in our community. Okay. So, you know, our mission is to grow more business here and to help the people who are starting businesses be successful. So um, these people who come to these programs, are most of them, Nicole, first timers, you think? Or you think it's repeat people who come back and come back? We have both. We have people that will just come to one workshop, you know, hey, I just want to know about QuickBooks. I need that for my small business. Then we have people that will go to the whole series. So, you know, we see a lot of new faces, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a nice mix, Ed. Okay. I was going to say QuickBooks. Gosh, I, I can understand why people would go to that. Yes. You know, I mean, I could totally understand that. 
It is. Wow. It's, a, it's a valuable skill to have as a oh, small my. business owner. Yeah. You you know, even if you have a home, <laughs> it might help you there too. But for sure. No, that was great. And do you have more of those coming up? We do. We have workshops every month. So if you go to our website, uh, Pantheon Theater with an RE dot org, and you click on events, you can see our full list of events. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at the Pantheon. Um, but yeah, we have all kinds of things. Uh, we just had our lunch and learn for the month of February. We do have another one coming up on Tuesday, February 27th at noon, and that's going to be on leadership. So would encourage people to check that out. Brian Southern, actually the CEO of AgroRenew, is going to be giving that, um, giving that workshop. And I, trust me, you will want to be there. It's, it's great. It's for any type of business professional, nonprofit professional, small business owner, um, or just if you're just curious and, you know, want to learn more about being a leader. So um, come by and join us for that. We also have our Technical Trades Career Expo coming up on Thursday, February 22nd from 10 to noon. And that is a program that we partner with KCIED and the Knox County Community Foundation on. It's at the Pantheon. And we have about 25 different um, vocational technical jobs, uh, people with um, actually businesses that need skilled labor, and also training programs from BU and from some of the trade unions will be there. Um, and this is kind of like the college fair for the kids who have chosen to maybe go directly into the workforce after college or learn a skilled trade. So we think it's important to serve those kids as well. Yeah, because not every kid wants to go to college. Right, I and mean, not every kid should. No, no. <clears throat> but you look at some of the paying jobs mm -hmm. that these kids with a skilled labor can get. Wow. Yes, and so what we've done, we've worked with our local, local high schools. So all of the local high schools will be sending kids. Um, all four county schools will be sending kids. And guidance counselors and teachers have identified vocationally-minded students freshmen through senior year. We think it's important to start getting them ready freshman year. So mm -hmm. they, they come as well, the freshmen do. And they can kind of start to get an idea of who they could work for, who they could maybe reach out to for a summer job. And this is a good time of year for a lot of our contractors, plumbers, and that sort of thing. They're looking for maybe summer help. So it's a good opportunity for, for those kids to make some connections. Good, good, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about people who are uh, occupying space at the Pantheon? Mm -hmm. uh, do you still have openings? We do. We do. We have, I believe, one or two offices available right now. Um, and we, we have plenty of room for more co-working, open co-working. So um, we keep growing with our co-working community. Um, it's really a vibrant place to work. I would encourage anyone who's interested in looking at co-working just to give us a call at 886-1146, or you can stop by the Pantheon 8 to 4, Monday through Friday. We'd be happy to let you experience co-working for a day for free, uh, just to see if you like it. Um, I think you will. It's a great place to connect, network, collaborate, um, learn new things, make new connections. Yeah. Is it kind of sad, though, somebody who uh, occupies a space for a while, then they go out on their own, say, like... Uh, they kind of graduate. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. We, we do have several members who have done that. But the funny thing is, many of them keep their memberships because... Even if they have, you know, uh, an office space outside of the Pantheon, they value so much that community. They'll come in and co-work a day or two a week just to keep those connections mm -hmm. alive. And, um, well, they kind of value what we do as, a as our mission, so they want to be supportive. Mm -hmm. So 
um, yeah, they're definitely not strangers, even yeah. after they leave. Yeah. Do you like the direction it's going right now? I do. Yeah, I think the growth that we we have experienced, especially over the last 18 months, has been exponential. And I think we are a very good investment for our community. I think the ROI on the Pantheon is, is very clear. Um, you know, we are definitely doing uh, what we were created to do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's serving its purpose. For sure. For sure. Okay. And I think a lot of people, you know, had a hard time getting their arms around it. And that's understandable. It's a little bit intangible, but it is economic development. Mm -hmm. um, but it's economic development geared towards growing your own right here rather than attracting from outside growing things here so that the ownership is here well and you've got the support of city and county government which helps very you much know, so. i mean and uh everybody believes in it uh it's obvious you're getting people in there developing their product because years ago if you had an idea for a business you pretty much run your own and i'm not what the percentage is but a lot of them failed because yes. they didn't they didn't have the knowledge yeah. And, you know, a lot of people can make that work. You know, they'll trial and error and mess up. And, you know, mm -hmm. most people are pretty resilient, especially entrepreneurs. But um, it's like a couple of entrepreneurs have told me. It's like, mm -hmm. well, instead of it being maybe 18 months till I turned a profit, you know, it was six months because I used the Pantheon services. And I didn't mess up three or four times on, you know, point A, B, and C. So um, they can get to where they need to be faster we can avoid some of the pitfalls. They they go in with a plan. You have to have a business plan when you launch a business. Well, even mean, okay. All right. What if you have an idea? Yeah. The only thing I have is, I have an idea. I'm going to sell widgets. Okay. I got an idea. I'm going to sell widgets. Mm -hmm. I got these widgets that are that you can use in any type of material. Sure. Let's just say, and I know how to make them and stuff, but I don't know how to market it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do it in business. I don't know how to use the web. I don't know how to get a hold of people mm -hmm. to get that product out. I don't know the law. Yeah. Those are what, that's what you're there for. That's what we're here for. And, you know, if you live in Knox County, we provide all those services mm. free because we have great support from the city and the county and also local donors that make that happen. Okay. So. All right. So don't give up on your dream because you think that it can't be done. Exactly. If you have an idea, <clears throat> and, and this is what we find with a lot of small businesses, people are very knowledgeable and passionate about maybe the technical aspect of what they're doing, but they don't have the business skills. Sure. And that's okay. You know, that's understandable. If you're passionate, if you're an auto mechanic and you want to launch your own garage, you want to start your own business, and you're really great at fixing cars, but you don't know the first thing about maybe QuickBooks and marketing and some of the other things, we can help you with that. Wow. And and so that's that's really what we're here for. <laughs> Money. <laughs> yes. I mean, an idea of how much do I take out on a loan? What kind of loan do I take out? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just, I mean, there's a lot of questions to ask, but, but if you got an idea and you're confident in it, 
run with it. Yes, and we have our entrepreneur in residence is at the Pantheon every Tuesday. It's Brian Southern, so he's the CEO of AgroRenew. He has uh, 40 years of experience in, in starting, launching, operating mm -hmm. businesses. He is an awesome resource. And I just want people to know that this is available to you free of charge in this community. This is unheard of in a community our size. And every Tuesday from 8 to 4 at the Pantheon, um, Brian is there meeting with different entrepreneurs, different small businesses. And if you, it doesn't even have to be a new business. Let's say you have an existing business, but you want to expand. You know, I'm thinking about hiring a couple more employees, but I've never done that before. I need some guidance. I need some help. We're also there for that. So um, you do need an appointment to meet with Brian, but we would be happy to set you up with that. You can do that on our website or um, give us a call, 886-1146. Okay. If you're interested in the Pantheon, what steps should you take? You should either stop by and see us. We're at 428 Main Street, mm -hmm. right on the corner there. Uh, you can't miss us. We've got a big marquee on the front that says Pantheon. <laughs> and uh, I can even see it, folks. Uh, <laughs> yep, especially at night. Uh -huh. And um, so 8 to 4, Monday through Friday, you can walk in if you wish. You can give us a call. 886-1146. You can look us up on the web, pantheontheater.org, and we spell theater the old-fashioned way with the R-E. Um, we're on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Okay. So you, we cannot hide from you, <laughs> but we would be happy to give you a tour, tell you what our services are, and like I said, we do offer you a free day of co-working if you want to try that out. Okay. Nicole, always a pleasure. Good seeing you. Good to see you. Yeah. Thank you for the time, Ed. All righty. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV here in Vincennes. Online with me this morning, I don't know how to say this, is, I can't say the reigning Ileana Watermelon Queen, but the one that is getting ready to go to the Nationals, that is Abby Niehaus. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Yes, sir. I am the 2023 Ileana Watermelon Queen, but hopefully the next 2024 National Watermelon Queen. We, we like that. We like the sound of that, don't we? Yes, yes. I hope to be that. <laughs> okay. The reason I couldn't say you're the reigning because in reality, you did give up your crown to somebody else already, right? Yes, sir. Miss Maya Snyder from Terre Haute is the new 2024 Ileana Watermelon Queen. So she will be reigning this year and serving us. Does that seem a little strange to give it away before you go to nationals? Yeah, it, but that's the way it works out. Everyone has their own convention. So I just got back from the Georgia Watermelon Convention. And so everyone has to stagger their weekends just because there's so many different watermelon organizations. Okay, so so in other words, all right, now you are preparing for nationals, and when are they? Yes, sir. It is next Thursday, the 22nd through the 25th in Scottsdale, Arizona. All right, Scottsdale, Arizona. Nice. Nice. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> How do you prepare for something like that? So I've actually prepared my speech because I have a speech portion and then interview. So I've been working on some interview questions with my family members and also I have an evening gown portion so I've just really been preparing recently doing those uh, categories but this past year has really helped out a lot in preparing me for the national competition okay uh, it's, you've been through it so is it 
is it like it is on the local scene pretty much the whole the way it is arranged or the since it is the nationals do they rev it up a little bit or yeah so it's pretty much the same except it's just more days so we actually start on thursday with our competition so it's thursday friday saturday but we have the same events we have the evening gown the interview the promotion wear and then the on-stage question that i'll be able to okay gotcha gotcha all right so uh Kind of a uh, exciting time, but also kind of a sad time, isn't it? You have to look back at the past year and all the wonderful memories that you made. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely sad whenever I gave up my crown at the Ileana Watermelon Association convention. But it's just an exciting time, too. It's bittersweet because I get to go and compete at the national convention with all of my other watermelon friends. So it's just, it's bittersweet. Okay, now, have I seen, and maybe I'm crazy, have I seen, like, videos on youtube and stuff of potential queens going for the title yes you may have yeah we've been doing reels with different states and so mine was just posted recently i was actually filming at the beach there in georgia because i attended the georgia watermelon convention so each candidate got to do a little 30 second introduce yourself and those have been posted all over social media okay now i haven't seen yours yet but i've seen others and uh you know, all the young ladies are well spoken i mean and they're excited. Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely be a good competition before a good competition for sure. There's a lot of good talent, so whoever wins, it will be a great queen. Okay, now I got to ask you. This is on the a level where when you were here at living in Vincennes, going to Reve, you were a soccer player. You were you were very mm-hmm. competitive. Does that yes. competitive juice kind of carry over to something like this? Yeah, I don't think I'd get rid of my competitiveness. I think it's in my blood. It is in her blood. And as sweet as she is, you were mean on the field. <laughs> I like I like to win, but yeah, I definitely am competitive, but I'm just excited for anybody who gets to win, but I definitely would really like to be the National Watermelon Queen. Dang, and I want it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I've been preparing for it. Okay. Has this been the kind of year you thought it would be? It's been more than I ever thought it would be. I've met so many people and just experienced so many different types of things. It's been a job, like how they say it, but it's just been the best job I could ever have. It's just been so great to have this position. Now, for those who don't know, Abby, you work in Indianapolis. You work actually for a construction site or Mm -hmm. a company, construction company. Uh, Do do the, the guys, do they tease you about being a watermelon queen? Yes, they for sure do. They ask about every other week for me to bring them watermelon, but I've only brought it one time for them. I said they have to wait till June or July for it to be watermelon season down south. <laughs> have they asked you how far you can spit? Yeah, they have, but surprisingly, I can only spit about nine nine feet, so I'm not very good at spitting watermelon seeds, so i got to practice that for the national competition. Uh, nine feet? I think that's pretty far. <laughs> You would think, but some people, I've seen people do about 30 feet before, so nothing is nothing to some of those people. But you're not a really big person. I mean, that's, I still think would be great, so. (laughs) I got to practice a little bit. All right, okay. Okay, let's get back to getting you set for the the Nationals coming up uh, next week, I guess. Uh, So when do you leave Indianapolis? We fly out Wednesday night. And then the competition really doesn't start till Thursday night. So we have about a day to do whatever, kind of prepare, explore Scottsdale. So that'll be nice. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, it's, it's going to be warm, like you said. Uh, it's a beautiful area out there. And it's a great spot oh, yeah. for it. 
Yep. I've never been actually to Arizona, so I'm excited to go out there. I wish I had more time out there to go explore and do all that, but I'll just be there Wednesday till Sunday, and then I fly back home. Do you have a big entourage? I have. My parents are coming out there, and then Lorinda Ellerman is also going out there with me as my coordinator, and then some of the Ileana Watermelon Association members will also be going out there to the conference. Okay, great. So what's it like out there? I mean, what's it like at a national? I mean, have you ever been what? to one? No, I've actually never been to one, but I think it's just what the normal convention is, the Ileana Watermelon Association convention is. So you'll have some, the obviously the Queen pageant, you'll have that. And then you also have some speakers who talk about the past year and everything that's been happening with watermelons. And then they're also preparing for the next year. So it's kind of just a big party, as you would say, to learn and get to know people and then also catch up with other people in the industry. Okay. What's it like when you talk to the other contestants from other states and other areas who who wear the crown? I mean, and maybe I'm being partial, but we love our watermelon. I mean, I can't see, I can't see any other state loving it as much as we do. Do you get that impression? Yeah, I am very partial to Illinois and Indiana watermelon, but I think they do love their watermelon, but I think I like mine a little more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so what do you and the other girls have in common? Well, a lot of us are 18 to 23-year-old girls, and everyone has pretty much the outgoing personality that most queens have because you have to talk to people from three years old to 93 years old, and so that's just... It's kind of fun to hang out with them because it's just it's just a blast. We all we talk about watermelon, but they're also college girls, so it's just good to hang out with them. Sure it is, sure it is. And then you tell them you work with a bunch of men, right? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> always a blast to tell them. <laughs> well, you, I, I, what did you tell me before we started this interview that you traded your crown in for what? I traded my crown in for a hard hat today. <laughs> But she is wearing the crown right now. I don't know if she is. She's in Indianapolis. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not, I'm not right now, but I do on most weekends. Now, do you, uh, is this something that's on your mind right now constantly about getting ready for this? Or is it just like, hey, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's icing on the cake. I'm not concerned about it, but I'm definitely preparing and practicing my speech and practicing the interview questions. So I'm definitely thinking about it every day. But I just kind of feel a peace with it because I know I'm confident in this year that it's taught me a bunch that I need to know for nationals. So I'm just feeling at peace with it. Okay. All right. So uh, this is when will they have a a queen crown? But what day? It'll be the 25th, September the 25th. Okay. I believe that's Saturday. Okay. Whichever the Saturday is, the 24th or the 25th, okay. we will know for all right. And then after that, if you are crowned the national, you have another year? Yes, sir. Yep. It's another year, and then it's traveling even further than I have this year. So I'll travel all across the nation, and then some queens even get to go to Canada. I know Maggie Bailey Jones, she was a previous national queen, and she traveled to Japan, and she's uh, from Vincent's too, so that's pretty neat having her right there. See, I had her on my list to tell you about. So, okay, you've already mentioned her now, so the last yep. one. Okay, so have you, had, have you had a chance to talk to Maggie? I have talked to her before just because she's, I guess, kind of in my family now. My <laughs> sister married into her family, and so uh, they're both Joneses now. So I've talked to her before, but I need to get on a phone call with her so she can prep me a little bit more for nationals. She, she did a great job. She was wonderful. Yes. You, you're wonderful, yes. too. So it'll, it'll, it'll be fun <laughs> for you, won't it? 
Yes, yeah, I'm definitely excited. And I just think this whole year has been a great experience, and I'm just excited for Nationals and to see all my friends there and the IWA there to support me. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll have more with Abby after this on WAOV. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. Abby Niehaus getting ready to go to the Nationals at the National Watermelon uh, convention coming up uh, next week in Scottsdale, Arizona. Of course, she is the Ileana Watermelon Queen 2023. Uh, recently gave up her crown. And uh, now she's ready to go on to the Nationals. And uh, how, has, has that sunk in yet? No, it hasn't yet. I think once I get there, it'll all be it'll be more of reality. But right now, I just I'm just living in a dream. It feels like. Has this changed you? Yes, for sure. I feel like I've definitely become more of a public speaker after this experience, just with the grocery store promotions, and you're just talking to people all the time at every single promotion. And it just really gets you out of your comfort zone for sure. Yeah. Well, I, uh, what has been, let's go back and look at the year that, that you had. I mean, you know, you and I have talked before on this, uh, about being mm-hmm. around the state you've probably been to parts of the state you didn't even know existed. Did you? Yep. Yep. I went to over to Illinois for a couple promotions and we did those at some grocery stores outside of Chicago and then we also did some locally in Vincent at the Walmart there. And then we did Princeton. We did a lot up in Indianapolis at uh, Needler's Market. And then we did Kroger up here. So I've definitely been all over the state. And I've also been out of the state, too. We did a few in Washington, D.C. And just, yeah, we've been, we've been all over. I've asked you before, but if you could pick one particular promotion you did that you'll always remember, what would it be? I'm not sure what I said last time, but it's changed if it was a different one. But recently we did the Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C., and that was probably one of my favorite promotions ever. We handed out 30,000 pounds watermelon to people, and it was just so crazy. It was a whole semi full of watermelon, and the people there, just I've never seen so many people at one time asking me for a watermelon. I was there, I think we were eight hours handing out watermelon to all the people that finished the race. And it was just so many people come to that just for the watermelon. And it's just, it's so crazy to be a part of that. Wow. How touchy. That's, that's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they ran a full marathon and then they just, every single one of them said they look forward to that watermelon at the end of the finish line. <laughs> See, it sounds good to me right now, but I'm partial. So yeah, it does sound good to me all the time. <laughs> well, I know. Well, we just got to wait a few months, right? To get the good <laughs> yeah. stuff. To get the good stuff. So, yeah. wow. So you've had a chance to travel, had a chance to meet some new people, have had a mm-hmm. chance to, uh, you know, just kind of grow as a person, haven't you? Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that it's pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I've met so many people, like with the Ileana Watermelon Association, even people from other states. I've met them and just got to talk to so many different people and learned about I mean, coming into this experience, I didn't really know much about watermelons just because I didn't study it like I have this year. Um, And I just, you know, knew Vincent's was a huge watermelon growing community, and we have the watermelon drop. And this year has definitely taught me so much about a crop that I knew nothing about, and I just have so much more compassion for the growers and everyone in the industry now. Well, you you had friends that you grew up with who worked worked watermelon, you know what I mean? You knew yeah. people, you knew people, but you, you brought up a good point. You know, you know that they, they, they grow watermelon, but you don't know what they have to go through to do it. And 
you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, so, um, wow, that's, that, that's great honesty, you know, because yeah. most people say, Oh, I know about warm up. No, I mean, you know about it, but do you really know about it? And yeah, the, the yeah, business, exactly. the business Taught behind it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wow. That's great stuff. Um, <laughs> it seems like you have grown as a person and did you ever think, let's say when you were in college that you would ever, ever do a, a, a contest like this, a pageant like this? Well, I actually started wanting to be the Ileana Watermelon Queen in high school, but you had to be 18, and so I wasn't meeting the cut. And so then COVID happened, and so it got pushed back a year. And then so the first year that I was able to do it in college, I was the first runner-up, and so I got to do a few promotions as a first runner-up. And then I ended up the next year is the year that I won, and that was the 2023 uh, year, so this current year that I just had. And so I've actually, since high school, have been wanting to do this. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, we, don't, we don't hear a lot about people who, <laughs> who want to do that. You know, it's just. <laughs> yeah. But I actually, it was my sister-in-law, Kay Ellerman Niehaus now. But um, she was a past watermelon queen. And ever since I've known her, I've just wanted to be the watermelon queen like her. And she's the one who got me really into this. Okay. Let me remember. You went to Murray State, right? Yes. Sir. Okay. I got that. Murray State. I thought, is it Austin P or Murray State? No, nope, Murray. Okay, okay. So you're down in Murray State. Did you ever think I'm gonna be the watermelon queen in Knox County, Indiana? <laughs> well, I yeah, I always wanted to be, but I didn't know if that dream would ever come true. But it did come true, and all of my friends down there they were so supportive, you know, in college. Because I'd have to miss out on some things, but yeah, they were all supportive of it too, especially my family. And my fiance were really supportive of all of it. So, yeah, it's just been really neat. And that was going to be one of the other things I was going to bring up. During this whole ordeal, you got engaged. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations, by the way. That was that was Thank wonderful. It, it, it's you. terrific. It's terrific. So, so you've really had a full year, haven't you? Yes, yeah. Impactful, great times. It's just been a blast. It will be hard to beat this year. Give me so a little. Let's give a little props to your employer. Who do you work for? I work for BMWC Constructors out of Indy. Okay, and what do you do? I am a project engineer for. They're a mechanical and industrial company. So I basically my job site is Eli Lilly. So that's pretty much all of our projects are at Eli Lilly here in Indianapolis. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Beauty brains and <laughs> you have it all, don't you? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow, that's great. So, okay, so now we're getting back to the watermelon. I mean, uh, you, you know, you got a great job, you got a degree, you got a fiance, uh, you know, you just, everything is, is set except for this one piece. Now, yeah. okay, besides winning, what do you hope to get out of going to Scottsdale? I think it will definitely push me out of my comfort zone again. Just, talking to people you know it's four days three days of competing so that will push me out of my comfort zone but so meeting so many people and just so many great relationships can come out of this weekend because there's going to be people from every single organization I've really I've been to the Georgia Watermelon Association conference recently but I haven't met a lot of people from the other organizations so it will just be really cool to meet all those people and get connections with those people. Okay, so you, you fly out next week, you head to Scottsdale, uh, you get to enjoy a little free time, but at the same time you're there for a reason. Um, yeah. It's a, you know, I've, I've 
talked to a lot of people who've done pageants, you know, whether it's watermelon or whether it's uh, Miss Indiana or whatever. And again, I don't know if the intensity level is different and the competitive level is different, but uh, you have an idea what to expect, don't you? Yeah, I think the Ileana Watermelon Association, our pageant that we have normally, that set me up, really, and also going there this year and seeing all the other girls compete and just kind of a refresher of everything, I think it will definitely set me up. And also practicing the interviews recently and practicing the speeches, I think, I think I'll be ready for it. When you look at how this is going to impact your life from here on out, what, how, what would you say it would be? You mentioned about your, you feel comfortable now talking in public which is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. But also I got to think that it's more than that, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like the relationships and just now, I mean, seeing people and Vincent's that are farmers, it's just, you just now have a connection with them. And it's just, I definitely think the relationships and connections that can get you so far in life, just who, you know, and you know, it's just, it's just really great. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, I know you're living a dream, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to wake up either. <laughs> well, I mean, right now, I mean, you got a lot of things going for you at a very young age. What are you, 20? 21. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 21. I know. <laughs> I don't even remember what it's like to be 21. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you have so many good things going, and now all you have to do is go out there and win this thing, right? Yep, yep. It sounds easy, but it's it's going to be tough. There's good competition. How many, be can, how many candidates are there, Abby? Do you know? There's seven, I believe. Seven? seven or eight, yeah. Okay, all right. Yep. All right. So they all represent different portions of the country then? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. There's different, yeah, organizations all over. You know, and I do apologize because I've done a lot of focusing on Knox County, but you were the Ileana where you did cover Illinois and Indiana, and uh, you probably got to learn – make friends over in the state of Illinois too, haven't you? Yep. Yeah. A lot of our growers too in Indiana, they have fields over in Illinois. So it's just, um, we also did like that promotion over in Chicago. So I am both represent both of them. So it is great to be both of their, their ambassadors. So all I ask you is regardless what happens, you're going to do one more interview with me after this is all said and done, aren't you? Yep. Hopefully it's national queen. <laughs> We'd like to have that. Yes. <laughs> but we'll, yes. we'll take you anyway, Abby, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, again, again, the nationals are next week in Scottsdale, Arizona. Abby will be out there, and uh, queen will be crowned. We think, did you say the 25th? Is that right? Is my, can yes, the 25th. All right. Uh, any final comments? Well, I'm just really, I can't say enough about the Ileana Watermelon Association, and I'm just so blessed for this year, and it's just been, it's just been the ride of a lifetime. It's just been so great, and thank you, Ed, for having me on here, too. It's just been so great with your support. All right. Always, Abby. Wish you the best of luck, and uh, make Knox County proud, right? Thank you. I will try. All right. Stay tuned. Mid-Edition is next on WAOV.